You're listening to the Sagas and Sass podcast. This episode features audio from a previously aired live video webcast. Okay. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Sagas and Sass. I'm Tara, along with fellow hosts Nick and Nami. And we're here because we have a lot of thoughts and feelings about Lee Bardugo's Grishaverse. This is season one, episode 14, covering Lives of the Saints, uh, which is a Grishaverse companion book. If you're watching live, join us in the chat or after the fact, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Sagas and Sass, one word, to continue the conversation. And just as a reminder, the views expressed in this show are those of the hosts as individuals and do not necessarily represent the show as a whole. All right. Uh, So we've got a bunch of like quick newsy stuff I wanted to cover. I don't. Um, I don't believe this this episode will be super long in terms of us talking about Lives of the Saints because it's not a very long, you know, book. but uh, before we get into uh, our drinking game rules, the things that I wanted to talk about, uh, there was an ill-fated fan art contest that Netflix tried to start where they were basically, you know, saying like, hey, Grishaverse fans, you know, uh, send us your art and we will like, if we like it, if it wins or whatever, we will feature it. But in the rules, it said that Netflix was going to like own any and all rights to the art. Uh, And it also, I think specifically said that the artist would not get credit uh, for their art, which is like a huge no-no. So there was a big uproar. (laughs) I know we've chatted about it a bit, like, you know, in in our little, you know, pre-show stuff. But, like, you guys have any thoughts on that? Did you read any of the articles or, like, see any of the trolley, like, memes from fans? One of the things I I was amazed by was that the only prize that was offered was an annual subscription to Netflix. Yeah. And in exchange, you gave up all rights to your art. Yeah, yeah, that was, it was, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know, no, I mean, I mean I'm not, I'm not an artist, like, I don't draw things or, 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 you know, do, like, digital art or anything like that, that's just not my purview, uh, I know Nami is a little bit, I think, um, but, like, I just, I can't imagine, I have so many friends that do that, I can't imagine designing something and, and no, and, and the thing is, like, most people, I or maybe not even most people, like you'd hope a lot of people would read the rules and know that it was, you know, questionable. But mm-hmm. the Grisha Bros does have a lot of young fans that probably, yeah. I mean, if I was like a teenager, even now in the mm-hmm. age of, of the internet, the way it is, I don't know if I would have read those rules carefully. So, so yeah. I, uh, Nami, did you, you had something you wanted to say? Well, I didn't see any of, like, the trolley entries, but I was just really happy to see how quickly they sort of, like, backtracked on that when they realized how much they've effed up. And yeah, I was kind of impressed because it's not often that you see, you know, the big corporal gi- cor- Wow. Wow. Corporal giant? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the big corporate giant, you know, backing down to the world words of the people, but like they actually did and it was it was pretty good. So mm-hmm. I'm impressed about that. Um got no other thoughts besides the fact that literally everybody I saw on like the Grisha like 
like the people I interact with were just all of them were like, hey, y'all, did you see this? It's effed up. Tell them it's effed up. Shout at them. Good job. We shouted at them. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, all right. So other than other than their little ill-fated fan art contest or whatever you want to call it, uh, the Netflix, the official Netflix Reddit account actually posted, they made a post in the Grishaverse subreddit with the official, the new set of official pictures, which uh, I don't think that they shared them there like way earlier than elsewhere, but it's still really neat that they, that the actual like Netflix owned, you know, Reddit account kind of recognize the sub um because that's i don't think that's ever happened with any other show i'm a fan of that has a subreddit so uh they, they whoever's marketing this show certainly knows what they're doing um but yeah it was, it was it was cool that they that they shared them there you know officially and everything and i mean the grisha for a sub when i joined it weeks ago or no a couple months ago it was I don't know, 5,000, 8,000 members or something. And uh, now it's at, hold on, let me double check. Oh no, okay, yeah, when I joined it a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, it was like, it must've been like 2,000 because I knew it had grown by about three because they're at about almost 6,000 subs now. Um, and I mean, the posts have just exploded. So so yeah, really cool that Netflix recognized them. They 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 clearly, I mean, minus the, the dumb fan art contest rules, they know what they're doing. <laughs> And um, even though even though they, they did do that like hey we do love growth in this house and they did they did uh change up their shit hold up hold up i have i have i'm gonna mute myself <laughs> i'm really glad that nami did the Jeez. hashtag we love growth in this house before we set the drinking game rules i'm still drinking it's like she knows <laughs> It's almost like she might have read the rules before. What? No. I read the rules before? No. No. Um, no, no worries. I, I was bequeathed pasta for my little sister because she stole part of my dinner in oh. and um okay, it was like so straight up my mom made these like um I don't know how to explain it. It's called Rabadosa, essentially Indian crepes, right? And Ooh. I, she made like the last three for me and then my little sister as I'm about to eat my third comes like floating downstairs and she's like hey I never had one oh I want one and my mom just straight up takes it off my plate and gives it to her and I was just like rude I was like a betrayal so I true mm -hmm. I, in you know true Nami form I threw a toddler hissy fit and came right, so an angry now. and now you have pasta so, but I have uh, received a public for my little sister, and I I do accept it. Um, <laughs> I, I, you accept I, I the offer. Of it's 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 I no uh, it's no hard cheeses, but. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so okay, so um, other the other thing is uh, some early reviews from the shows are in, and obviously people you know for people who got screeners, people are having to be vague. There is a you know a. a they can't talk about it until I believe they can't post actually actual like reviews or screenshots or anything. I think it's April 21st. So uh, they can't say much, but they're being very positive about it. Um, you know, I did, I saw one reviewer, like his a screenshot of his tweet has been shared like everywhere in the fandom, you know, and he was saying it's the best uh, Netflix dark fantasy since the dark crystal series, uh, which was very good. Uh, despite the fact that it 
didn't get renewed. Um, and I'm also really happy that we finally got to see Zoya because I've been waiting to see Zoya this entire time. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. yeah. And uh, there's something not, different about you there. No, yeah, I'm not saying I got bangs cut because I saw Zoya, but <laughs> I'm also not. But you literally not like squealed and saw the picture and said, I'm gonna go get bangs. <laughs> exactly what I did. I saw the picture yesterday. I tried to book a haircut for yesterday night after work, but they weren't open. So I literally got up early this morning to get bangs cut so I could be back. <laughs> Zoya. And like, that I'm not saying that Sajaya Dasgupta is the most gorgeous person ever. But no, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, in that case, it's a fitting casting, right? Um, so yeah, I, I did see, like, I haven't specifically, I like, I haven't seen these tweets or anything with mine own eyes, but like, apparently there's some <laughs> reviewers comparing the show to Riverdale which is weird and confusing and worrisome. Like they're still saying it's good, but I'm guessing they haven't read the books also. So it's like, what about Riverdale? Are you comparing this to pretty people and angst? Cause okay. Like if those are the simple things it yeah. has in common, fine. But uh, I'm like struggling to think what else it they could be talking about. So I really hope yeah. that's all it is. Yeah, I majors and angst is all I can kind of think of. But also, I did watch a couple seasons of Riverdale. It was a guilty pleasure of mine, you know. So like, it's not like I hated everything about it, but like, guilty pleasure for a reason. So mm -hmm. yeah, I haven't watched it at all. I've seen, you know, like Sabrina, and I know they're technically supposed to be in the same universe, but like, even that, I'm like, eh. oh, are they really? I didn't know that. Well, mm -hmm. Sabrina's a Netflix show, and Riverdale is a CW show. That's weird. Yeah, apparently the, apparently the latest season of Riverdale also has like magic now. So like, I don't even know what's happening. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll see. Or maybe I won't because I haven't watched Riverdale in a million years. But <laughs> so, yeah, interesting and weird comparison that I'm hoping doesn't mean anything ill-fated. Um all right, and uh, last but not least, there have been some pretty strong rumors, as in like people who have actually that actually have a really good track record of record of reporting that Netflix shows are renewed before it's officially announced, uh, saying that the show that that Shadow and Bone has that in fact already been renewed for season two. So uh, I don't, I'm not. I, I won't be shocked at all if it is, unless somehow it's just really terrible and everything they've showed us so far was a lie. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, that's, that's cool. I will say that even, even before the renewal, like rumors started really coming out of the woodwork within the past, like four or five days, maybe a little less, um, the Nikolai fan castings were getting out of hand and now they are like so far out of hand that I actually had to unfollow the Facebook groups that I was, wow. that I'm in. Cause like, I'll, I'll still go look at them and stuff. But last night in a five, less than five minutes of me scrolling my, my newsfeed, I saw three separate posts in the same group of people fan casting Nikolai. And I was like, I feel like we need a master post. Like I didn't comment this because I can just unfollow the group, which I didn't really want to do, but also I'm lazy. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I just, ugh, they really need to 
do like a master post of fan casting because the, the mm -hmm. it's, it's out of hand. It's out of hand. Like I'm very excited for Nikolai too, y'all. But at this rate, it's probably going to be 2022 before we get a second season. I mean, it is going to be 2022, but it's probably going to be like end 2022, Maybe. possibly even beginning mm -hmm. 2023 before we get a second season with how long this one took to create. So, although I do think my favorite thing to come out of the uh, posts of the like the new screenshots that were posted was everybody looking at the one with the king and Basili and being like, excuse me, sir, I want the other brother, not this garbage one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Nikolai isn't in, you know. Exactly. Uh, it, was, it was just really funny that that was like book, everyone's so. collective response. It was like, garbage brother, no thank you. Give me the, give yeah. me the better one. <laughs> I think so. The other one. I can't wait to see what the queen looks like up close and personal, you know, cause like we only got that really far away mm -hmm. shot of her and I'm really curious uh, how they're going to make her up, you know, cause in the book it's, it's, it's like, she's just, she's someone who's had a little too much work done. Like it's very good work, but you can tell she's had a lot of it done. Her eyes are too blue. Her skin is too smooth, you know, and too pale and, her hair is too perfect of a honey blonde or whatever. I, I can't remember the exact descriptions, but like it, it's, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how, who they, I guess I didn't really, I haven't really looked at who they cast, but like, so less who they cast, but how they, that's on me, but who, how they pull it off. Like, or if they yeah. even bothered, honestly. It'll be a cool look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm at that age where it's like, maybe that's the one I cosplay, the awful queen. <laughs> like, at least she loves Nikolai, her son. That would be a twist for Nick and I if we ever meet up in cosplay, because we met cosplaying Cersei and Jamie, brother and sister. So, you know. <laughs> Time for my son. <sighs> All right. So, uh, any other, like, newsy stuff you guys have heard or anything like that? Or are we ready to jump into our St. Patrick's Day? Uh, discussion i'm ready okay all right so right now uh we've got well we actually have a couple people viewing us i'm shocked because i Ooh. i haven't actually had a second yet to share it to our twitter or anything but um so tonight's uh we're playing a drinking game because it's saint patrick's day so you know happy saint patrick's day uh i don't know about you guys but i'm still in like I only go out for like little things here and there and like, you know, maybe I'll go out to eat, but it's only outside, you know, for a quick meal, like not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to bars and drinking on St. Patrick's Day of all days uh, right now. But uh, so because of that, you know, and because of the fact that we're doing this webcast on St. Patrick's Day and it's covering a book called Lies of the Saints, we're going to do a little bit of a drinking game. Um, uh, I don't know. It, Nick, you want to read a couple of the rules and like I'll read a couple, Nami can read a couple, whatever. We've got a few of them. Sure. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, let's see. So starting it off with uh, one drink per guest wearing green. So I believe we are all wearing green, which means we will be taking three drinks. Do we want to do oh, that wow. Now? Yeah, we might as well. So cheers, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice that Nami's sleeves were green. Nami, what oh, is yeah. that sweater? It's um it's a Lyrica Matoshi sweater. It's got like, you know, mm. clouds and then grass okay, at okay. the bottom and then sky at the top. Wow, I'm so good at descriptions. Sky at the top, grass at the bottom. <laughs> I feel like should should the sky be on the bottom? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh well I'll I'll uh so so cheers again. Happy St. Patrick's Day, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Cheers. Uh so rule number two is 
And this was suggested by somebody who might at some point drop into the live chat and mention these things just so that we have to drink. And because we do all have, because we are all adults who have to work tomorrow, um, I, I, I narrowed it down a bit. So if any of the following are mentioned, we're only drinking the first time they are mentioned. Uh, so starting after I read this, or after we read the rules actually, once we actually get into the discussion, St. Patrick's Day, Patrick Swayze, Leprechauns, or Twilight for some reason. I think because is I complain Patrick, about Twilight a lot. Is it St. Patrick's Day? As well, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think the exact. Um, I think the exact. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's the. There's somebody in the chat who has suggested some of these. I think the exact thing was uh, St. Patrick's Swayze, but you know, um, yes, it is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, all right, Nami, you want to read rule yeah. number three? So. Um, Guess we should technically be back drinking one, but drink if we mention hashtag we love growth in this house. And I'm not saying I did it on purpose, but like I only did it on purpose like 30% because they did mm -hmm. grow like it was valid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely they did. All right, what else we got? <laughs> uh, next up, since this is involving me, it seems appropriate that I mention it. Yeah. Um, we're going to drink every time a new person compliments my outfit. Yeah, yeah. I figured if it's one person, then we're good. <laughs> um, all right. Now, th these last ones, uh, I feel like we we didn't really ever solidify them. Um, do we want to uh, drink for every Grisha that is not a fabricator? Because hmm. that's like over half of like over half of them were fabricators in this book. Uh, some of them, we don't know what they were. And I think mm -hmm. it's, I, I, yeah, actually looking at this list, I think we, we weren't sure about things. So I, and I think honestly, more of these are likely to be fabricators than that. So let's stick with them. Um, we're going to drink for every Grisha. That's not a fabricator for sure. Uh, and then um, we can also drink for any normie or for a person that we can't like, figure out the truth behind their story to tell what their actual powers were. I feel like we might die if we do both. Yeah, I feel like that's still <laughs> dangerous. So I think yeah. sticking with, it's definitely a Grisha and but it's not, definitely not a fabricator. Yeah, yeah. It's alive. Or, or, or is a Grisha, or is a Grisha and, and is like something else, like, cause some of them are a fab are definitely more than one as we discussed after reading, um, uh, King of Scars. So I think if, if they were a fabricator and something else, we can probably take a little sip for them, uh, for the other thing. But um, now I, I put a random, like just a drink for Alina, which I feel like is a little bit boring. Uh, and, and when I say drink for Alina, I just mean like take a sip when we get to her, when we discuss her story, not every time she's mentioned, oh my God. Um, <laughs> so it's a little bit boring, but we'll, 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 we'll uh, pour, pour one out in our mouths for Alina. <laughs> when we get to her story and then uh please be careful you guys because we're gonna have to finish our drinks for the darkling when we get to his story so let's but, just you know let's just make sure we're real low when we get to that yes. point <laughs> which we know when it'll be coming it's at the very end so we're not gonna we don't i don't think we need to go through these one by one there are a lot of them um i mm -hmm. i did finally go through and try to you know, 
like parcel them out who who is a, who is a Grisha and who is not um because I'd only gotten I'd, I'd gotten about three quarters of the way through the book maybe two-thirds and then I kind of stopped count like stopped making notes of them but one two I, I don't know there's there's like a good like two dozen or more you know little tales here a lot of them are very short um I guess before we discuss anything deeper like how did you guys feel about this book because like it's it's no language of thorns let's be real yeah. So I was a little bit confused for some of the stories because for my impression of Lives of Saints, I assumed it was going to be like, you know, every single saint's origin story. And so for the fact that there were some like, you know, speckled in there that weren't origin stories at all, but were actually, um, oh, my drink has arrived. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so my mom got me a Bud Light and she told me, <laughs> and she comes up and she's like, I got you a Bud Light because Bud Light is absolute garbage and this is my little sister's, but it's the only alcohol in this house right now and I'm gonna have to make do. <laughs> I mean, I'm drinking lime white claws because they're green. Like still better though, honestly, like white oh. claws are like so many levels above Bud Lights. <laughs> but yeah, no, so um, I was just really confused about the fact that like the stories were not like, consistently always about the saint's origin and it was instead you know some sort of like how somebody prayed to the saint and was saved and then you know while i did like the darkling story because it gave us insight on a certain somebody i was also confused by the fact that that was the story picked and then the alina story i was just like hey but yeah, yeah. generally i did also um i enjoyed some of the illustrations um some of them were kind of met but some of them were also really pretty and i think my most favorite thing about the book overall is that even though obviously we don't have like you know a novi zen story and like you know a suli story and like a shuhan story like we don't like have like these worlds fleshed out in the books so far i liked that we still got to glimpse saints from these areas as well in this story and it was really interesting to see that even though like the saints seem to be you know robka's religion so much at not and not so much everywhere else's that like rob can still believe in saints from other countries and that sainthood could be bestowed on anybody and i thought that was a really just interesting thing to exist um, yeah 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 i will say that the suli story was my favorite just because i was like suli content yes! <laughs> i don't even know which one was that huh? uh, that was maria so that was oh, okay um, the coal miners yeah. and then the little girl who was told yep. by the seer to go in as well and she ends up being a grisha who can hold up the rocks yeah. because yeah, she yeah. rocks <laughs> <laughs> but um I'm a comedic genius. What can I say, y'all? Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree. I well, and, and to be honest, like I get that not all of them were, and I don't even know if I was necessarily expecting them all to be straight origin stories. But the ones that weren't, it was some of them. It was just very, and I think we'll get in. You'll be able to tell which ones I mean. Like some of them were just very confusing. Like, okay, it's not an origin story. That's fine, but what about this like says this person is a saint like like it, it um well i guess like just to just to kind of get like mention one of them and we don't have to talk about it again later i guess um i think it was uh, sanct valentine valentine 
Valentine. I'm not really sure how, there's no E at the end, so I'm not quite sure how it would be pronounced. But like the story is about a girl who's poisoned by her fiance. And Valentine is the patron saint of snake charmers and the lonely, okay? Um, Which, haha, snake charmers, St. Patrick's Day. I'm gonna drink for that. Hey. It's been a minute, why not? Um, (laughs) So, but like other than the saint, supposedly speaking to the girl's mother through a snake to tell her about the poisoning. I, I I don't know. Like, not only could I not place him as a Grisha because we know nothing about who he was or why he became the patron saint of snake charmers and the lonely, but like also like, I, I mean, I guess he must've been a Grisha if he really was speaking to her through a snake, sort of like, you know, Juris and the dragon, or maybe even, I, I know Gregory's tale, you know, as we see it in King of Scars is a little messed up because he's kind of constantly reforming and that's something to do with something that happened to him, I think after the fact, but like, yeah, I don't know. It was just a little bit weird. Like there are some in there that it's just like, this is confusing and I don't understand. Yeah, it was a bit odd to me, mostly because at that point I couldn't figure out if it was that he, that it was actually him directly exerting influence and like, you know, she, since she was lonely, was also like manifested back as a snake, which is also his purview there. And I don't know, it was a bit odd to me. The other thing was that I was like, I was like, is the snake supposed to be like him relaying information or is it just her, like a vengeful spirit who's back now? And I couldn't place that either. And I was just like, I don't know what's happening, but magic. Yeah, well, I I think my guess was that the um the daughter who died was the lonely one because yeah she nobody was visiting her grave right that that was my assumption or whatever uh, I could be wrong obviously like I don't know what exactly Lee like was was trying to tell us there but um and I and I guess I guess a lot of them are actually kind of open to interpretation but. Um, yeah, this one was, ju- that one was just one of the ones where I was like, I mean, okay, like there's no origin story here. I also don't really like, because we know nothing about why he was those things. Like, I don't know. It was a little weird. Yeah. It was like, I don't know what's up, but she's lonely. So he looked out for her, even though she was dead. Yeah. I'm probably yeah, will never was- know. <laughs> The whole book was a little odd to me because of that, because we don't really have any context for most of these saints. And then to have stories where you're not really telling the story of the saint, but maybe somebody who is somehow affected by the saint. I don't know. It just didn't quite. Well, and I guess like, no, it, it, yeah. I mean, I again, like, I think it's a really like cool book. You know what I mean? I, yes. I, I, ignoring the fact that mine is upside down, you know, it is a really cool looking book. You know, the cover is really mm-hmm. pretty and everything, and yeah, um, you know, I love like like you know, like Nami said, some of the art in it is really great. Some of it's kind of meh, but like it's still one thing I will say about this is that I actually do really love the art for that one. That's got some real pretty. Real pretty aesthetic. Can I find it? No, I'm in the wrong place. Can I find it now? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it's like yeah. Mm-hmm. That is that uh, Elizabeth? Elizabeth. Uh, no, this is, same, this is the same no, Valentine one. Uh, oh, Valentine. Okay. And that's like her evil. Oh yeah, yeah. Like fiance who poisoned her. And then there was another one that I really liked. Where is it? Where is it? I can do this. Yeah, I, I mean. 
I think well, we talked about this because I got a review copy of this right before like our first episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this one, Saint Marathi. I really loved this one. Oh the yeah, on the pier, like just looking like a goddess, and then the two lovers uniting in the boat, and I'm like, oh, so pretty. Yeah, that was a good story too. Um, but yeah, so I got the you know the review copy of this, and I remember talking about it and being like, I'm just not sure how I feel about this art. Like I was expecting more like holy looking stuff or whatever, and I, it one somebody somebody's for- yeah somebody sort of corrected me like, but again like I'm not Catholic, so I don't know what it was really supposed to look like. I guess I just had this kind of just just based on like the Catholic like art and and churches that I've been to like on my travels and stuff. I had this sort of assumption of what. Uh, you know, it would look like, and it's, and of course I, you know, it's not going to be exactly, you know, that or whatever. It's not a Catholic book per se. Um, (laughs) But, you know, yeah, it it was, it's, it's different. It's different. Um, So, okay. So let's, let's dive in, I guess, and just kind of go through some of these. Um, Some of them are really like, like simple, like the first one, Margareta, who uh, creates the, she, she makes this like giant gem or something and like dumps it into a canal in Ketterdam, you know, to save the children from the demon. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, obviously fabricator. Um, Co, Co, who was, that was the clock or the sword or both, right? That was, oh man, which one was that one? Or well, if we go in order, Anastasia was one I wasn't sure about. Um, she like, there was, she's the one with the blood and, and she's oh, okay. talked about, I believe in the, the books a few times, you know, they, they basically, her blood like saves her village from a plague and they like bleed her until she dies. Like, so I guess she could be like a corporalki, but like, she's not healing anybody. She's just giving them her blood. So that one was a little bit weird. I, that was one that I kind of read it like that the, actual story was probably a metaphor for her overworking herself trying to mm. save everybody's lives okay yeah that makes and, sense yeah so also by the way if y'all want to chime in with like what you interpreted the actual story of the saint's origin to be like Allah, how we know that juris is you know like he didn't kill the dragon he became the dragon like that sort of thing mm-hmm. i would be interested to know y'all's opinions on that because i definitely read it with that sort of POV, like if I could figure out what the truth was, I was like, hmm, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, or I suppose it could, I mean, it could also be like how some people are immune to things and they were like, like she was actually using her blood to heal them, but not oh, yeah, in like straight the- up vaccinating people with her right. blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. Right, yeah, so, right. So there's there's that, you know, possibility there's, as uh, well. ancient vaccine growing <laughs> within her flesh because she is a corporalki and it's cool like that. We need um, one of those right now. Well, I guess that means she's a Grisha and a Corporalki, so drink. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna make us, gonna make us drink. Hey. See, maybe I read these, I read these maybe a little pardon. bit. Oh my gosh. Actually, punishment. Like Bud Light literally like makes me feel like I'm drinking piss water. Dolly Parton <laughs> is a, Dolly Parton is a saint, honestly. Like I'll take a sip for I mean, Dolly Parton. Yeah. Absolutely. Cheers to Dolly Parton. Thank um, you so much. Dolly. Yeah, I, I I think I might have, you know, I to be fair, I read like the first half of this, um, like when I first got the book last year, maybe a little bit more. And then I set it aside because I knew I was gonna have to like read it for the webcast. And I kind of skimmed back over the ones I'd already read. But a lot of these, even then, like even when I skimmed it, it was like a month and a half, two months ago, I think. So like it's still not super fresh in my mind. Um, 
And I, I think I might have read a lot of these a little too literally, which is why I had trouble determining whether some of them were Grisha or not. Because um, like the next one is is the shoe. It's one of the shoe tales, uh, and it's about uh, Ko and Nayar. Um, both of whom were obviously fabricators. Like one of them makes an army of clockwork soldiers and the other one makes like a sword to stop the army. Like this one's pretty straightforward. Like I, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if I believe that there was a literal army of clockwork soldiers, but regardless, I, so I guess in that case it could have been a corporalki, but I, if we take it more literally, yeah, I, I think that you know, the, the, obviously these two are fabricators and it's very simple. And, and I guess that's mm -hmm. another thing, like before we really like dive into the rest of these as quick as we're probably going to have to go through them, like what do you guys think is the reasoning behind so many of them obviously being fabricators versus the other, you know, orders being less obvious or less represented? I think it might be one of those things that fabricator skills are those that can be less obvious and more hidden. So when they do come out in some big way, it's more magical. Because for most mm -hmm. people, if you have something as obvious as, you know, corporality powers, you literally can like squeeze a heart to death or you can heal somebody. And that's pretty obvious right away. If you have, if you're, you know, like a tide maker or squalor, like manipulating elements is pretty obvious and you can see it right away. So something with fabricators and as evidenced by, you know, just for being a fabricator and not realizing it for so long, it's very possible that so many of these, you know, just normally very talented people are actually, you know, a little bit magical. And that part of their talent comes from these fabricator abilities. And obviously, like, that's not to say that there aren't just, you know, regular straight up talented people, because that's absurd. But it's, it's one of those types of powers that like, it's so easy to not see it or to miss it for something else or to just be like, I shoot guns good, you know? <laughs> like we have literally two full books of boy being like, I shoot guns good. And other boy being like, but like, that's really good though. <laughs> that's like super good. Like, like, oh my God. Good. Like, like too Whoa. good. <laughs> also, let it be known. I'm like straight up picturing like Wyland standing there, like curling his hair around his finger, be like, like that's super good though. <laughs> oh my God. You're like so good at shooting. Me. God, <laughs> oh my so God. <laughs> what? Oh All right. Yep. I, I did um, it over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so speaking of characters that are very clearly mentioned in the books we've already read, uh, the next one is Eurus. And of course, we know a little bit more about him. We know he didn't kill the dragon. He became it. But this is one of the stories that was a little bit maddening because it's about he something he did as a saint, like after he'd already died. Mm -hmm. um, and it seems kind of odd because it's like, I would have liked... We already know a little bit about him from King of Scars. This book was published after King of Scars. He is yeah. gone in, after King of Scars. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, guys, mm -hmm. spoilers for King of Scars, I guess. He is gone after King of Scars. So, like, we might find out a little bit more about him in Rule of Wolves, but I can't imagine that it will be, like, his full origin story. So it seems a little weird that we got this sort of after death, you know, you're supposedly helping uh these men who got caught in like a snowstorm or whatever but and that's all it was too like 
he he, he supposedly kept the ones who prayed to him warm or whatever, which I guess is, you know, he's a dragon. If he's, if he's the dragon who can breathe fire, that's, that's legit. But it's just just, one of those things that like, it felt like the biggest um, sort of broken promise from this book in a way. Hmm. Because one thing I did think that I was going to get from this book was was Elisabetta's story, um, Gregory's story, and Juris's story. And with Elisabetta and Gregory, obviously we got them. And Elisabetta's story, I think, is also talked about in the main trilogy. Yeah, it is. And but like it's one of those things that like Juris was objectively the one that we kind of bond to and like the most because he's the one that we mm-hmm. see the most, and mm-hmm. it just felt really Robbie to not actually, you know, get that story of how he became to be. Like, don't get me wrong. I like that we also got a story where we could so obviously see like, yep, he's a dragon. He kept them warm. I see how that works. But at the same time, I wanted his origin more just so like, I don't know. It's just what I wanted y'all. Yeah. Like also- I'm hoping that, that, that we're going to get something about this in rule of wolves to make us feel better. That's all I had to say about that. <laughs> it Go also ahead, drove home to me that like, what I'm missing from this book as a whole is its title. I don't get a whole lot of the lives of the saints. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, some of that is that it is the book that is mentioned in the original trilogy, you know, when, like, like the opera gives it to Alina and it's, she basically it was like, this is like a, book of religious children's stories. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, and, and so I wasn't expecting it to be some fleshed out thing like language of thorns by any means. And there's also way more saints, you know, than, than like there are stories for language of thorns as well. Um, so like, like I get some of where Lee went with this, but yeah, I mean, again, like for it to be called lives of the saints, whereas we might not have gotten the full, you know, Door, like fleshed out story of each saying I, I I expected more than just there because there are quite a few like a lot of stories in here that aren't about the saints themselves but rather things they supposedly helped other people with or did after they mm-hmm. had already died uh, and I literally just like avoided saying the word martyred because like after they were martyred because I was like shoot was that a drinking game rule it wasn't but now I'm gonna drink for avoiding for for like yeah, specifically trying to avoid <laughs> Yeah, I, I do think I do think that is the appropriate punishment in this case, Tara. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, so next was Vasilka, a fabricator. Uh, you know, she 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 makes herself the wing herself the wings to get away from the dude who won't stop bugging her. She's apparently the, you know, she's supposedly the first firebird. Um, but like, really, the best part about this story was like the guy just bugging her and bugging her, and she just wants to be left alone. And he tries to force <laughs> marriage on her, and she just answers his questions with questions. And was like, "Bye, bitch!" Like, can we can we talk about iconic? Because this bitch iconic. Like, like I want to get on her level. And like, honestly, let's be real. If a dude ever pulled this to me, I would like definitely punch him before I had the patience to pull off like this sort of reversal <laughs> like, iconic <laughs> like she just didn't want to be married you dude like she it, she's also the patron saint of unwed women and as somebody who like straight up said like i don't want marriage you know for a long time uh like there are ways <laughs> to get around that with a person but 
bugging them into or try to bug them into submission is not one of them. I mean, dude, you literally bugged her so hard she yeeted herself out a window. Like, how does that <laughs> <make> you feel? <laughs> like, like, can we talk about that for a second? Because this dude must suck so hard. And like, valid, like he definitely sucks really hard, but he must suck so hard. I mean, he's just annoying. You know, he's just annoying. And and also, like, they call him the sorcerer, and I kind of have this. Like, I almost wonder these days, whenever I read about sorcerers in the Grishaverse books, like, was it just the Darkling when he was younger? Like, every single time? <laughs> like, did the Darkling, like, or, or was it Ilya, maybe? Like, before his, like, before Ilya got married, was it his wife? Or before he got married, was it, like, him, like, looking for a wife? Like, was it the Darkling or one of his relatives just, like, you know what I mean? Like, just... This is every time I read about a sorcerer, that's what I'm gonna think in these books. <laughs> you you've convinced me this was definitely baby darkling. Like, oh my gosh, she's so annoying. Like, and, like, like was he just like <laughs> was he like actually trying to create the firebird for himself in a way? Like, are we getting like an like a tale that wasn't really the real story? And like he was actually, it was actually Ilya maybe trying to create the firebird. Oh my God. Why am I going so deep with this? Stop. I didn't even know that deep that. You went hard on that. I did. Just yeah. now too, by the way. I just yeah, now just had like, this whole mm. downward spiral. <laughs> Do you ever just have an existential crisis about men sucking so hard that you think it was a conspiracy for power? Yes. Yes, I do actually. Like, I also have generalized anxiety. So on a regular basis, Valid. I feel like that's not just about men, but it's usually about men. No, today a group of teenagers yes. gestured threateningly at me on the street and I straight up jumped and shrieked and they laughed at me for three blocks. And I'm like, I'm glad I could provide you with that entertainment. Like... Thanks, kid. Oh, yeah, I have a TikTok so story about that, but it's not for it's not worthy of even repeating on this webcast. It's so dumb. Just um, to, to take a moment, uh, if any man is watching or listening, do not ever do this kind of behavior. Do not continue to pester and pursue somebody after they have clearly said no. Just leave it. And yeah. also, right back at you to any NBs and femmes on the chat because, hey, listen, we're guilty of it too, and we're just called out for it less. Also, it's less of a systemic different. issue with women and NBs. So, true, true. Like, yes, absolutely. Anybody can perpetuate those kinds of behaviors, but it is not quite as prone to violence yeah. and is not men a systemic. More. Yeah. Yeah. Men are terrible. Uh, we're the worst. Well, and I think a big part of this is like read the room because she doesn't, I don't know that she specifically ever says no, leave me alone. But like the fact that she never answers his questions, that she always responds with a question of her own and she just keeps working and she's like, is it, do they? It? Like she's clearly uninterested. Yeah. Leave it be. Like you don't even have and to say, I don't think a person should even have to say no. Like read the fucking room, dude. <laughs> And that's such a huge problem, too, because a lot of, uh, particularly a lot of women, are conditioned to not say no mm -hmm. because of the a fear of uh, repercussions. And so it's incumbent on men to realize, like, oh, maybe I should just chill and not keep doing this and remove myself from the situation instead of continuing to put that pressure on a woman. Mm -hmm or an NB or anybody else. But it's True. most often 
man on woman issue. <laughs> Um, okay, so next we have uh, Nikolai, which is another weird one because, like, he's this little kid who's like on a ship and they get stranded, and he prays <laughs> to the saints and he's gifted with food and whatever, and like he has a lot of faith and he ends up, you know, being a good dude because he they all like survive this, you know, stranded thing, and and they they get back home and the the captain, the crew who tried to like we're gonna eat him for Christ's sake. Like yeah. they were yeah. going to cannibalize this child, this, this chubby child. <laughs> um, Yikes, Batman. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they, they tried to talk shit about him and you know, but like somehow they're, they, they just like waste away after the fact. And like Nikolai goes around and, and like he, it, it continues, his sack continues being filled with goodies and he like brings them to the poor and stuff. So he's like an all around good guy. He's blessed by the saints, but is he a saint himself? Like he he's, he's basically just taking the things that gods have supposedly given him and passing them on. So again, I, and I, and again, maybe I'm reading this too literally. Good guy. And this also does remind me of actual Nikolai's story because Nikolai isn't a Grisha. He's not powered or powerful in terms of like magical ways. Like he's, a, but he is a king. He is a leader. And so he has things that he can give to people and things that he can do for people. And he does utilize that power of his for good. Um, you know, for the, really for the, I say, well, I want to say for the most part, but. Yeah, other than like his time as Sturmhund, where he definitely did some stupid, shitty things, like generally a good guy. But like, is Nikolai? I don't think Nikolai was a Grisha. And well, I don't think I he think was. He, a... The thing that struck me was the reindeer every time. I kind of was thinking that it was the reindeer that actually had any sort of power or mm. anything. So mm. my sort of interpretation of it was like that this kid was legitimately just a lost kid and his faith was heard by someone who happened to be powerful and, you know, something along the lines of Juris and the dragon or just some sort of other intelligent magical creature in that reindeer. And that reindeer was the thing that gave him, you know, the stuff. And that was, that was my interpretation of it versus like not so much giving him the stuff, but like leading him to places where he knew that he would be able to survive that sort of thing. So that okay. Was, yeah. That was the way that I was reading it. And somewhere somewhere in the middle of all of this, there's a fabricator hiding in a hut, just cooking a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to say he wasn't a Grisha himself, probably, but they I knew he was, he was a good kid. A, I think he was just a good chubby boy. <laughs> well, he Aww. wasn't chubby to begin with, but he was chubby compared to the rest of the cheeks, <laughs> Squish his little cheeks so that he grew up to become Santa Claus. He's a good little yeah, punk. yeah. This was this was a very good like it was it was a dark Santa Claus story. I I did like the story, you know, mm -hmm. and I I did like the parallels I was able to find with actual Nikolai, you know, um, the Nikolai that we know and love. All right, interesting uh, to see the parallels between him and Nikolai because a part of me was also reading it like, oh, like Nikolai like definitely grew up with this story is like is part of his. It, like trying to be as much like the Saint Nikolai as he can be because he wants to be a good man. And like, I was wondering like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe like secret Nikolai motivation. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. He wants to take over. Like he, he, he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. Like he likes who he likes who he was named after. So he wants to take after him. Elizabeth is the next one. 
This one is a story we've heard. Uh, we heard from, you know, like in, I, I think it was the original trilogy even. Um, but like, obviously Agrisha, you know, we know that just because we know like how she died. I don't quite know how I would place her. Um, like I honestly, if I'd read this story, I wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, she's definitely Agrisha without knowing what happened in King of Scars. Um, mm -hmm. another good reason why we are doing this after reading King of Scars. Uh, so like she, she, you know, she's the bee, there's something to do with bees. She saves, she saves her village from, from, uh, you know, a marching army. It's something to do with bees. Uh, do you guys have any idea what type of Grisha she might be? Cause this is actually the long, one of the longest, if not the longest story in the book too. Like. Is it bad that after the events of King of Scars, my initial knee-jerk reaction was to be like, yeah, she's a bitch. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I didn't love it either. Like, I didn't love her either, but at the same time, like, in the, like, originally she probably wasn't, you know? Like, she just turned out that way after hundreds of years stranded by the Darkling. Probably. I would, I would venture a guess that that's probably the case. But yeah, no, I was super confused about the type of Grisha that she was, because like even in the actual story, it was like, ma'am, are you psychically bonded to bees? Like, in which case, is there like some other order of Grisha that we don't know about? Because like, like that that was kind of hinted at in King of Scars and was and is hinted at more in some of these stories. You know what I mean? Because Ooh, like, wait, actually, I think I, I think I just solved it in my brain, right? Right? Okay. So sit with me here, right? She is a fabricator, specifically one of those ones that deals with like potions and stuff because most potions are made of, you know, natural things. So mm -hmm. you know, plants, hence why she is such a good gardener. Second step, the bees are her amplifiers. We did it. Okay. We solved it, kid. It's me, Grisha Detective. I like this. I do. <laughs> I also like the idea that there could be another Grisha order or another form of corporalki that is uh, linked to animals rather than people. Because That's if that exists, if we find out in Rule of Wolves and also Rule of Wolves, if we find out that that exists, that I'm that is the type of Grisha I am. You can, will never be able to tell me otherwise. No quiz will ever be able to tell me otherwise. It's like <laughs> it's like as I've gotten older, you know, I was I was hardcore Hufflepuff for the longest time, and then like in my thirties, I started leaning a little bit more Gryffindor. Like not not that I am Gryffindor, but I have a my Gryffindor tendencies have gotten like more and more pronounced. You know, I don't even know if I had any back when I was like in high school or whatever. But like, yeah, like like no matter what happens, if there is a Grisha order that is like akin to like animal, like a corporal key for animals, that is me and that's it. And you'll never be able to tell me otherwise. I'm the Dr. Doolittle of the Grisha bitches. What What if Rule of Wolves is just <laughs> Nina discovering she can talk to Trassel and she rolls in and she's exactly. like, up. Exactly, oh, right? Your skill, that would be so cool. hate you. Because I'd be down with that. Yeah, I think I would like that. Uh, but yeah, no, um, I'm also very much down for like animal controlling ability Grisha because again, with what we know and the way that the rules were sort of switched on us in Kingdom Scars, if the power of the Grisha is really the making at the center of the universe, then that making is animals as well. So therefore it goes to stand that perhaps it's not a common power, but 
manipulating animals should definitely be within a gracious purview. And additionally, it's probably that it has mostly been manifesting in like the amplifier bond. And that since that was so corrupted, people didn't really know what to do with it. And so people never tried because once again, if you're not told that you can do a thing, why would you ever try to do a thing? Humans are like that. We don't like to fail. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, I will say, I don't know about, I don't know how I feel about it being like control of animals. I think it's more yeah. like a kinship yeah. with them. Um, kinship. I like you know, kinship. Because I don't think she controlled the bees either. Like they were her friends. She was a beekeeper, you know? Um, They're like, okay. hurt my body. <laughs> so uh, then, then we have um, Marathi, who's a summoner. So drink. <laughs> Uh, this is the one where Nami had pointed out the art earlier where Marathi is just this beautiful goddess, like at the edge of the ocean or at the edge of the dock, like with the two lovers there um, so this saving like, them. So it's, this, Rome, it's Romeo and Juliet yeah. with a goddess to save their lives. And this was one of the ones that I actually really liked, even though it wasn't an origin story per se, but it was like, it was like, quote unquote, while the saint was alive and before they were really properly a saint, I would say. And so mm-hmm. the lovers like are trying to escape and then she saves them by like straight up moving the clouds. So like that bitch is summoner. But yeah, no, it was just super cool. I just really liked it. I thought I thought she it's was very good. it's very short. It's two pages, but it's a very sweet story. I like that it's a little bit of a twist on Romeo and Juliet too. Um mm-hmm. I like that they don't like, you know, murder themselves. Yeah, yeah. That's teenagers, that. you know. teenagers are so dramatic. <laughs> Y'all need to chill. Like, please. <laughs> um, all right. Demian is the next one. He is uh, a fabricator. Um, you know, I would I would say would be his he probably has other, you know, things going on, but he this is a feared in uh this is a feared in one. Um, I, I, my guess being fabricator because uh, he like keeps uh, kind of moving the earth to like he 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 change. I guess I guess he could be a summer. I don't know. Now that I'm looking at it again, I'm wondering. Okay, maybe. Wait, was this the one where he builds the ice court at the end? No, no. Mm-hmm. This is the one where he builds. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. He builds like there's a cemetery and people are mad about it because yeah. like, one, yeah, yeah. And there's, there, there's like, he builds an aqueduct, I think. And I think that was why, cause it rains too much in the cemetery. So he designs an aqueduct and built it, built it, mm-hmm. uh, built oh, yeah, it. Yeah, and that's yeah. why and I thought he was, the trees. I think there's mm-hmm. definitely some other things too. Cause eventually he like raises the whole, like he raises the whole cemetery up on the mountain, you know? So yeah. Yeah, um, I there's think a mix as well, honestly. Like, he was very much one of the ones who's like, yeah, I'm a fabricator, but uh, take this earth, bam, earthbending. <laughs> um, and then the next one is the is the Suli one, earthbending, yeah. The next one, there's, there are definitely so many, the more I, like, read into this series, and especially having rewatched Avatar and Korra, like, end of last year, there there's so many... I have to. I have to know if Lee Bardugo is an Avatar and Korra fan. Like I have to assume that she is, because yeah. Um, so next is Mario, which is the Suli one, uh, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, Suli, and this is the one where they bring her into the caves, and she like because they're they're mining or whatever, and she holds. Um, are they mining? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And she holds up, she holds up the tunnels when they're about to collapse. Um, And I was trying to remember which character in Ruin and Rising held the caverns up when they were escaping from the opera, but I couldn't. So, but whatever Grisha that is, that's what Maria is. <laughs> like I, I, and I literally, like I tried to look it up online, but the Grisha verse wiki is weak as fuck. So like, it's not on there and I don't have my copies of the original trilogy here with me. So. Yeah. And I just I, found a thing on each of the saints from the book. Oh. Well, don't spoil us. <laughs> About other saints. <laughs> oh, you're right. Let, 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 let us no, get no. <laughs> so according to this which is the grishaverse.fandom.com Maria is a material key okay so a fabricator yeah that's interesting yeah. I, I I wish I could remember which one it was that held the caverns up and because I, I thought it was Zoya but like one, it was Zoya and like maybe one or two other people because I remember there being like this whole thing about them being tired. But gosh, I'm mad at myself that I can't remember this. But okay, so Maria, Maria is obviously a Grisha. Uh, that's that's not you know. We're, we're just gonna we'll just say she's a fabricator. It's fine. <laughs> They're all fabricators <laughs> in one way or another. Apparently, um, the next one is M- <laughs> yeah yeah. The next one is Emerend, and this is another one that I wasn't sure about because literally this is just a dude who whines about the people getting drunk and not going to church, and then his holiness quote unquote chases rats from the grain silos. Like, so this oh, is I yeah. feel like this is another like animal centric one, but like I still can't place him as any sort of Grisha. So I feel like this might be just more proof that there is there is a. What you could do, do, do little Alki. <laughs> yeah, no, this one was, was, sorry, what? I was like, very confused on. Also, I just felt very bad because getting like suffocated under grain sounds like nasty. Oh God, no! Yeah. There's a Kate Winslet movie about that, like where it, it's got it's got Miley Cyrus's husband in it. They the younger, attractive uh, Hemsworth brother. Um, and he, yeah, and he like, he, oh, they're not, oof, sad. He falls into a grain silo and dies. Like it's, it's, yeah. So yeah, like, but this is another one that's very animal centric. So I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, he was a Grisha, but we're just not going to know what type or like, I don't know what type he is. And I'm hoping some of Mm -hmm. these are fleshed out. Like some of this is fleshed out in rule of wolves with some hopefully new, uh information that we get because now now that i'm like looking over this after like coming up with this and, and yes i did say do little alky because I, I had no idea what it'd be called <laughs> and that sounded like the most ridiculous name i could give it and i'll drink for how bad that was so vladimir sankt vladimir is next he's the one that pushes the sea away from oskervo so that they okay. can like build docks. i've ever seen one he's a what a tie maker, if I've ever seen. Yeah, that. so obviously a summoner. He might. I'm sure there's other things there. There, because again, like these these older Grisha, as we know, there was so much lore that was lost. But let's just say he's a summoner and take a sip. Um, and his story is really straightforward. Like he literally pushes the sea away so that they can build docks so that there can be trade and Osalta. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have tiredness, which like I really identify with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so tired that he just. 
lets himself drown, which is sad. Uh, I don't even know if that's really, I guess that's sort of martyrdom in a way. Um, next is Grigori. So this is, you know, again, one of the stories that we already knew some about, but we, this is, I think this is, we didn't know as much about Grigori as we did about Elizaveta, Elizaveta, whatever, Elizaveta, whatever the fuck they call her. Um, we didn't know as much about Grigori from the other books. So this was actually one of the few stories in here that I was like, oh, it's an origin story. It's a little bit more fleshed out. Like, I felt like I, I feel like I know more about this kind of person that we saw in King mm -hmm. of Scars, like, and he's dead too, correct? Like dead, dead. Mm -hmm. I think so. So, so it was nice that we at least got, and, and, so I guess maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, rule of wolves, there'll be something with Zoya kind of becoming the dragon that we we are able to find out more about Jiras through her, um, you know, because we did get Grigori's hey. story. Yeah, that's true. And Grigori is another one that is like he's he's a corporalki because he's a, he's a healer, but he's also got to be some sort of fabricator because he you know makes the he he does use bones, but he still makes things from them. He makes the harp or whatever it is, um, and he tames the beasts with his harp. So maybe something about the the like the whatever whatever this whatever this animal centric. Uh, uh, Grisha is he that's the one that he's least good at <laughs> like Yaris was saying in King of Scars um, I don't know you guys before we moved on um, do you guys have since Grigori is one that we've actually like learned some about outside of this do you guys have any thoughts on him no we I just really I want really, to like... became so weirdy shifty magic-y yeah yeah, yeah, I would like to know more about that. I assumed it was just something about being stuck in that hellhole for however long, or maybe something that happened when he got pulled in in the first place um, because he maybe he didn't have as much of a focus on what he, what and who he was as the other two did. I don't know. Maybe. No, no. Um, yeah. So we've already think Valentine is the next one. We've already talked about that one at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And we whatever the heck he was, I, I guess if he was the patron saint of snakes, yet again, here is this animal thing going on that we can't place. It seems like a lot of the ones, if not most of the ones that I can't place, have something very specific to do with animals. So that's the more I'm like going through this now, the more I'm realizing, <laughs> wow, I missed something here. Um and then Peter which is, you know, very real life. Uh, I don't get the Peter one. He's another one. I, I could We could have mentioned earlier when we were talking about, like, this is an origin story, but it's like he, there's a demon in a lake and he lures the demon from the lake and somehow becomes the patron saint of archers. But like, yeah. it just says that he has the strength of the saints and he wasn't afraid to approach the lake. Like, there's nothing in here about powers he has yeah, I like anything he's the patrons he's the patron saint of having balls yeah yeah i don't know how I, I guess he became the patron saint of archers because the hunters killed the demon with arrows so this might be one of the ones where there's some sort of like deeper meaning or like other thing that that i'm missing um and that need that i that nami we need nami to flesh it out for us later <laughs> Okay. All right. Let me let me hypothesize. All right. What do we have here? We got dude with guts mm -hmm. who just hugs the demon until until they stab him. So 
I'm going to guess, perhaps, that he is a corporalki and he is able to hold on to the demon because he can kind of like control the muscles and be like, hold mm. still, bitch. I mean, he also he also is speaking like psalms as it happens. Yeah. So like, also all yeah, of I'm this. I'm not convinced he's a Grisha. Yeah, all of this operates on the fact <laughs> that like demons need to be corporeal, which I don't know is actually a thing. So um, I'm True. willing to call this not a Grisha. Honestly, I'm will I'm willing to call this. He was the he's the patron saint of having the balls to do what everybody else couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking of demons being corporeal, though, the fir the very first story uh, in the book, Margareta, that demon has to be corporeal because it literally drowns itself holding on to the giant, mm. like, gem that she, that she throws into the canal. So That's there's true. that. So, yeah, sure, whatever. Corporalki, I guess we can drink from those. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. No. Yer Yerian of the Mill. Um Another one that I, this person could have been a fabricator because they somehow she somehow creates flour from nothing. But I didn't think that fabricators could just make food like that. So you ever get so mad that you just that you just uh, manifest some grain? <sighs> Don't I wish no. you could probably solve world hunger that way? It would be really nice, honestly. I wish I could just manifest grain when I felt so inclined. But yeah, I, I don't. I mean, and, and the, the ending of this, anger. the ending of this one being that um, the the rich, you know, nobleman, like he like orders his people to dig tunnels or something to to like see like mm -hmm. how she got out of the mill to sneak in the grain to make the flour, and like they all get lost, and <laughs> they all get lost underneath. Like they all get lost. Nobody knows where they ever go. Yeah. <laughs> they basically die because they get lost inside these random tunnels they made. I laughed a lot about that. <sighs> I was like, serves you right, you jackasses. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Die um, literally. Bye. But yeah, I mean, I, I really thought that, like, fabricators, they went by the rules of, like, like Harry Potter, you know, the magic in there that they can't create food from nothing. So, you know, that I don't know. that I don't know about I mean, Yerian, so but... That is completely an assumption. We do not know that they can't do that. We just know that they haven't done that. This is true. This is true. And also, mm -hmm. we, we're, we're only hearing, again, like, these are so short, and, like, we're only hearing part of the story on so many of them, including mm -hmm. that one, that it's like, hmm, well, maybe there's something else to this that, like, no, she didn't create flour from nothing, but she somehow, I, I don't know was able to multiply she she's she multiplied the fishes and breads like jesus or something <laughs> i feel like that might be blasphemous uh, I'm, jesus i'd say i'm sorry but i don't i but, uh, a, we don't just, care <laughs> it's just a bible story i don't know um all right so uh felix felix among the bows uh i i i'm more sure than unsure that he's a Grisha, uh, perhaps Inferni because of all the fire themed visions people attached to him. And this, and this is one of the ones where I actually like looked at, like felt, felt down deep into it and was like, okay, well this doesn't really make sense. I'm not, I wasn't sure at first, but now I kind of glance over it again and it's like, uh, the, 
the, the weather is bad and this, you know, the, the, vineyards or whatever and, and orchards in his area don't die when everybody else's does as else's do like they stay alive so it's 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 too cold everywhere else everything freezes over and dies but not here mm -hmm. and they're saying like they saw a red sun a wall of burning thorns a horse with you know a mane of fire blah 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 so like it's all very fire everything else that comes to frost but this one you know these orchards don't so like i would guess he's an inferni who somehow used his power to keep things warm yeah i was kind of twofolding it i was thinking that he is you know a, a fabricator who is using his control and like sort of influence over plants and like knowledge of plants to help keep mm -hmm. them alive and then also an inferni who is able to keep them warm yeah, yeah. i'm giving him double duty on this one i mean i drank i drank for him already because i i the well, fire because he all, all, all of yeah, all of the fire symbolism was just too much for him to not be. Um, okay. Well, make warm when cold. Yeah. Um, this next one is weird as fuck. Uh, Lucan. <laughs> uh, he's the patron saint of politicians. He's one of the longer stories in the book. It's a funny story uh, because he's this dude who just won't shut up, but he gives, like, really good advice. And so, like, yeah. this, this king, you know rules with lucan by his side essentially and everything is great and then when he's dying he's like sorry son like you got to keep lucan around so his son tries to you know he's annoyed by lucan he bothers him because he talks all the time he won't shut the fuck up and uh yeah yeah he's really boring like really boring he's just constantly you know proselytizing to them or whatever so mm -hmm. uh they eventually kill him uh you know, because because I, I can't I can't remember if there was actually a reason for it or not. I'm trying to look at it now. Yeah, basically the kids like the guy who becomes king is like, yeah, well, no, he does I just vow that I would keep him until the end of his life. I'm just accelerating that end. OK, so that yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So he ends Lucan's life uh, and. But apparently Lucan doesn't really die. Like his head's still there, talking away, giving advice. Mm -hmm. So he has to put his head on a pedestal and listen to him. I just, I don't, this is a funny story. I, I enjoyed it. I, but like, I also just. Yeah, like, I don't know what's up, but I was just amused. Yeah. Like, it, it, there's no, like, are there stories of Grisha somehow staying alive after Boozing there, like this is, I mean, a beheading. This is another one where I don't necessarily think that it's a Grisha, like it's just no. a weird thing that happened. Or, or <coughs> it is, <coughs> sorry, and the story is so far like blown out of proportion that like we could, mm -hmm. I mean, I can't, Nami seems to be better at this than, than I am, but like I, I, I can't figure out how a dude who won't shut up <laughs> being beheaded and like still staying alive becomes like a uh perhaps a uh botched beheading and they only behead a little bit <laughs> just, uh, just, just a little bit just a, partial. just a little beheading as a treat <laughs> beheading. you know just a breakfast beheading breakfast beheading <laughs> meaning that you could be healed in time for lunch 
<laughs> oh God! Well, if he is a corporalki, I'm just saying. I would I would say corporalki if anything, because it sounds like he just healed himself or just like straight up yeeted all of his conscience into his head and was like, "Okay, listen, listen, I'm not done. I got I got more wisdom for y'all's." I don't even know if he said more wisdom. Just like I have more things I need to talk about. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, How dare you? Speaking of corporalkies, the next one is Magda. She is definitely a corporalki. Uh, maybe uh, there could be some fabrication in there, but definitely head corporalki. Like she, she's she heals literally everybody. <laughs> uh, like there's the whole story begins with how she helps everybody by healing them, and uh, then you know they, uh, yeah, they she she yeah they they chase her away. <laughs> I'm also going to give her um, squalor powers as well because there's the part at the end where all the girls mm. who like run away are like whisked off by the wind and then they find her and like mm -hmm. they have a safe house and also let it be known that I am absolutely down to join this commune. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. Let me in Magda, please. Just, her or uh, the one from Language of Thorns, mm -hmm. the, the little girl in Language of Thorns that joins with the with the oh with the witch of duba yeah 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 like they're basically I, I, it's almost like are they the same thing i feel like they even could be you know what i mean mm -hmm. like this is true and i think they're both rob tails, so i would absolutely buy that also don't mind me guys i'm just like setting up like actual like reading journal nonsense so i can <laughs> and shit in here and I'm just like just like straight sure, sure. up scrapbook <laughs> just don't mind me. Um, I honestly can't believe that we still have like what is this like seven more of these to go, six more of these to go. I know, I know. I'm trying that's to be so, so quick. That's so many. It's yeah, I know. But some of the, I, I, the it's like the ones that are quick are quick, and the ones that aren't aren't. Um, Egmond yeah. is is next. He is uh, the one with the uh, ice court. So I believe. Mm, yeah okay so definitely a fabricator like also this one made me have a lot of feelings about the ice court just because like the whole time nina's in there and she's like y'all a fabricator fucking made this and i'm like did you right well i mean and the funny thing is it's like this is in lives of the saints so like how did they i guess i well i guess because alina says like she knows some of the tales because um anya kuya told them told them the stories but like it's it's an old book that isn't necessarily shared with young people anymore mm -hmm. so um i guess that that kind of is like why that could be a reason why nina doesn't you know she's just saying yes it is even though she doesn't really know because like this is like so it's so obvious like it's obvious that it's a feared entail if this was supposed to supposed to be in the original lives of the saints that were you know were told about in the original trilogy, like it's yeah, it, it's it's. Well, I think the other thing is that it's wholly possible that Nina does know this story and just has disregarded it because the way mm -hmm. that lives of the saints is regarded within the actual series is that it's a bunch of silly children's stories about the saints. Yeah, it, yeah. It makes sense that you know for somebody who hasn't made the connection between the saints, Argarisha and Argarisha are saints it makes a lot of sense that you would look at that story and be like, ha ha, that's just what the, um, that's what, that's, that's just what they like to pretend that their whole ice court was made by a saint because they don't want to fucking admit it. And like to her, like mm -hmm. that connection might not even be there. Well, and I think also like, 
it's a Fjerden story. So even it being in the original book, that doesn't mean it would be one that's uh, spoken, you know, that that's told by word of mouth the way, like, which is how Alina heard most of the stories she heard. So it could just be that it's in there, but they actually haven't ever heard it because they don't read the book. And another thing right. that would make it a lot of sense as well, too, because it sounds like Nina grew up in the little palace. And, you know, once you're old enough to be chosen as a Grisha, you're what, like, three to seven at the point where you move in. Yeah. And so, she was like, a little older, makes, I think, but five, six, maybe. Yeah. I mean, somewhere around there, but like, you know, very much like an old, like little kid. And so like, it makes sense that you would go into the little palace mm -hmm. and then they wouldn't tell you stories about the burdens because they're like straight up trying to murder y'all. Hmm. True. Um, okay. So next is, Ilya and Chains, this is not a true origin story, but we already know his story from the original trilogy. So like, I was totally fine with this kind of short like blurb about him. He does look mm -hmm. a little bit more Jesus-like than I would prefer in the picture. <laughs> like wow. the way he's, it's mostly, it's, 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 it's like, he, he looks like Catholic Jesus, like the white Jesus with the beard and the yeah. longish hair and like the way he's standing with his arms spread wide, even though they're chains and not nails to a cross, like, it's a bit much. Convinced your so... aunt is actually Obi Wan, that Jesus. Yeah, he does a little. Well, nah, his nose is a little bit too much. But uh, so this is an origin <laughs> story. It's a little brief story, um, but it's definitely about Ilya as a person who was alive and brought a child back from the dead. And like the the worst part about this is like the child, like they refuse to accept the child. So supposedly the child like wanders around like asking for its parents, and and everybody's like, no, ew, you're, you're a zombie. So that's mm -hmm. creepy. Cool way to go, Ilya. Um, I didn't read it as zombie. I just hate it now. I already he did didn't though. Like the, it the kid was like legit alive. He just he didn't he he yeah he wasn't very good at what he did here. He 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 had no he had no bedside manner, Ilya. Like he was a corporalki healer, whatever. <laughs> but he had zero bedside manner. He was a very bad doctor. <laughs> he had no bedside manner. <laughs> Um, I have been murdered. Call back later. No brain cells. The funny thing about the next one, which is Ursula, is that it's a person named Ursula, uh, and and it's a Fjordan tale. Um, and and it's a, she's a corporalki, you know, because she's able to hold her breath forever, is what I would guess. Or this is a bastardization of the story from Language of Thorns. Like it's one or the other right. of the language of Thorn story for. Yeah. Cause uh, they like, they want to like split her in two the way they used, like the way yeah. they used to do it on purpose, like to make them. That they specifically mentioned that this is the story about how that split in the land that's called like the something cart mm -hmm. is created. And that is specifically what they say is created at the end of oh, yeah. the story. So I was like, and, oh, and what was the name of the character in that story in Language Ula. of Thorns? Ula. I'm sorry. Ula. Okay. So it wasn't, I knew it wasn't Ursula and it wasn't super close other than it's starting with a U and ending with an A, but okay. So like, I, you know, she, she's probably, you know, she's a Grisha of, of some sort. I guess if, if this is the, if this is Ula and just a bastardization of her story, then, you know, we know that she, who she's descended from and everything. But uh, I, I, I actually kind of now want to like, I almost want to reread like that story and like read this one next to it and, and try to 
see where they might have pulled it from, you know? Because, um, like, the, the whole point of the language of thorns is that these are also tales that are supposed to be tell told. So, like, somehow this ended up in both. This is a folk tale and part of their religion, which is interesting. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. very, very curious about what, like, the actual true story of Ula Ursula is. Um, next is Matthias, who, uh, my original thought was like, I don't know if he's a Grisha. Like, I love him so much because he's good to the puppies, but like, there's nothing in here that convinces me he's a Grisha, except now that we keep talking about the <laughs> animal things, I'm just like, we're, we just are going to keep, we're going to gloss over Matthias and be like, he was whatever this, he, he has this, he has this, yeah, he's a doolittle algae. He has this Grisha skill that we haven't heard about yet that they, that Lee Bardugo, please, please, please will flesh out and rule the wolves because like, wow, the more I like, and I, I also think part of it is like, we we discussed so much of King of Scars and then I'm, I, you know, I read this and then I was kind of skimming it again and then we've talked about it so much tonight that like, this is the great thing about this webcast is this has literally made me like, just so cemented in the fact <laughs> that this has to be a thing. Um, all right, Dimitri is, uh, we're down to our last couple. Dimitri is the one who like basically starved to death because he wanted to be like a monk or something. Like, mm -hmm. and his parents were like, nah, like you're, our, you're, mm. our, we're, we're kings and queens. You're our heir. You're going to do whatever we want you to. And they lock him in a tower and like, he's going to be starved until he like marries and becomes a prince and He's like, nope, nope, nope. And like, they think that he's being fed because it goes on forever. And then they finally open the door and he's just a skeleton. And this has definitely got to be, first of all, this like, this very much brings a last unicorn to mind for me. I don't know if you guys have seen the last unicorn, mm -hmm. but there's the skeleton in it. That's like in the dungeons or whatever of the palace. And he's like, glug, 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 like, yep. I don't think Dimitri is all like glugging and, 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 you know, like that, but that's what I thought of. I was like, I was like, <laughs> like, he's just, but so, so I, is he a Grisha? I don't, singing though like was he really a skeleton because that, that was actually the first time i i delved into the whole oh these aren't really like they're this is way too literal like he couldn't have actually been a skeleton like mm -hmm. maybe he was a fabricator who used the bones to create a speaking skeleton somehow fabricator corporalki i don't i don't know like he definitely wasn't just a skeleton but he he had to have been a grisha he had to have been a grisha i think i thought corporalki if anything it, like like a like a Grigori type corporalki who you know because Grigori mm -hmm. created things from bones so were they his bones and if they weren't his bones whose bones were they that's the creepy part. Don't uh, all right, uh, so we're down to the last non, you know, we're, we're down to the last actual saint, uh, which is actual quote unquote saint, which is Garrison. <laughs> Uh, gonna go with Fabricator here because he is a monk who never speaks and he paints. Oh. And the way they describe the paints is just, you know, everything is perfect and beautiful. No one creates work so fine. There's, there's really, you know, there's really no way. To, there's no story here. Other, like, he just he creates these beautiful things, uh, and this this Duke doesn't care for the way. He, Garrison like paints him and they have him executed. He like, paints. Do get mad. 
And he's the patron scene of artists. And this is the story we get that seems sort of weak, but okay. Like there's so many other fabricators in here that create artistic things that like, this is the patron scene of artists. All right. Yeah. All okay. right. Last but not least. Well, second to last, but not least. Oh, two last, but not least. Yeah. Oh, God. This is bad. I need to drink more. Uh, <laughs> before I get into the dark, like, quick. Um, uh, Alina, this is, th this story, I didn't expect an origin story, or at least not the origin story that we know. You know what I mean? But this mm -hmm. is a weird one, because not only was it not an origin story, but it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't have anything about Alina in it, really. Like there was an orphanage and orphans and that's basically it. What do you guys think? Yeah, this is one of the ones that I was sort of like very meh on because I was expecting to see like whatever the new story they would write about Alina's origins and like whatever mm -hmm. bullshit they would make up. And instead they're like, she protect orphan because orphan prayed to her. And I'm like, but she didn't like she's, she's off. And then, oh shit, I just thought of this. Is she the old woman? What, what, if, what if this is just far future bullshit and she's the old woman and she's like, hey, I'm going to take care of your kids. I oh, the, not the evil countess. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. The oh, okay, no, no. Okay, you're talking about the old woman. Well, I, I think that I think that what it is is like I, I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't I do think she's the old woman but I don't I, I think it's I think this is all just uh um like they're describing her as an old woman but how old is she really to a bunch of small children you know what and i mean she has white hair so yeah and and she also didn't look that hot after she lost her power so like i feel like it's it's probably this is about children who actually ended up with alina but it's very exaggerated and also mm -hmm. you know just inc like like incorrect information about Alina herself. Um, it's it's a very yeah it's 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 not the story I would have like. It's not the story I hoped for. I didn't like I, like you said like I, I was hoping for an origin, but I was hoping for the lives of the saints version of her origin. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which would have been because uh, because I mean you can you can see the the different threads of it you know, in the original trilogy and, and where, like what sort of story they're going to create for her. Um, so it's, mm -hmm. it's like, I'm okay with it not being an origin story, I guess. Um, but the fact that like, it's, it's also just so like, like, cause yes, Alina might be an older, like might look older and have white hair and, and still be like saving orphans. But like, the magic of it is obviously not correct because Alina has no magic. You know, she's not actually a saint. They couldn't pray to her and be saved by magic, magical Alina the saint, you know? Um, and she also doesn't live in a little like cabin in the woods or whatever. She lives in a you know mansion essentially. So yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's not the worst, but it's not what I wanted or expected. <laughs> I said we would have to finish our drinks when we got to the Darkling, but I will die if I do that. So we'll see how fast I, finished, I can. I kept a splash so that yeah. I could finish it. I got like half of this White Claw left. That's a lot of White Claw to drink in a few minutes. Yeah, so I'll just, I'll just try just to a, finish it before we stop talking. <laughs> just take like a, a nice swig and that'll be finishing it. So last but not least, or this is actual last but not least, the Starless Saint. Um, actual last. Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> actually, the last, but actually the least by like so far. <laughs> um, so I so actually is, wanna, like say though for this one, I think I enjoyed this one a lot more than I expected to. Because I liked how we got like the why Yuri is like this. <laughs> why Yuri is like because <laughs> like let's be really fair if this had also happened to me like yeah I'd be I'd be dangling off the darkling's dick like like let's go yeah. let's straight up save this kid yeah uh because again this is another non-origin story which we didn't expect an origin story or I didn't at least especially yeah. after reading I, I well I guess when I started this I expected an origin story and when I got to the end it was like okay I get that these aren't origin stories but um so this is a Yuri origin story? Yep. As if I really wanted to know more about that prick. What do we call you him, Richard Spencer? I don't want to know you, Richard Spencer. You're the opposite of a Doolittle Alki. Get out of my life. <laughs> I wish I was drunk and that's why I'm talking like this. <laughs> no, somehow, you... somehow four oh, weight claws does not a drunk Tara make. That's really depressing, honestly. <laughs> Um, white claws are weak. They, they are weak claws, but they're green. Well, they are white, so. Oh. Hey. hey, so hey, so yeah. Uh, this In case is anybody's a, like listening to this uh, as a podcast. I'm very white, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just making fun of myself. Um. So yeah, I. I I liked that this is like Yuri's backstory and also hated it because again, like yeah, I really don't want to know more about you, Yuri. Yeah, it but... was like things that like I started reading it and I was like, oh, not this prick. And then by the end, I was like, yeah, I still don't like him, but I get it now. And I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of glad that we got this story because like you can get why somebody's evil and still be like, yeah, that bitch evil, but like it also makes it a little more rewarding to have mm -hmm. a villain that makes sense. Versus one that's just comedically evil for the sake of being evil, or comedically, like idiotically up evil's ass for the sake of it, which is what Yuri was. And I was like, up until now, I was kind of like, huh, what a dumbass. And now I'm like, oh, what a dumbass. Still I do kind of wish we had gotten this story uh, in King of Scars because mm -hmm. it would have helped the Yuri character not be as just so terrible. Uh, I still wouldn't have liked him, right? Uh, but it would have been more like Matthias not liking him than uh, what even is the point of this Richard Spencer stand-in. Well, and I think some of it too is like, I, I, I and this this might be, I mean, maybe this is something Lee really like kind of created after the fact. You know, I don't know. Maybe mm -hmm. she always had his. She, I, I feel like she probably always had his backstory in there because also King of Scars was written fairly recently, like. As someone who was raised in um, not not a, an abusive home, but like a lot of times people who are raised in really like strict, like, uh, yeah, I don't want to say my home was abusive physically because it absolutely wasn't. But like there, there is a lot of that. Well, my parents hit me, so it's fine if I hit you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, like, it's, so, and I think that Yuri's like obsession like that 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 sort of like that sort of childhood that abusive childhood carries over into different sorts of obsessions and like sometimes people deal with them health in healthy ways eventually and sometimes they don't and he's a don't <laughs> um mm -hmm. 
but uh, it does make me wonder, you know, he hears this voice like telling him don't go. And it's like, was that, cause he says like the darkling spoke to him and was this one, like, was this the first time the darkling supposedly spoke to him or was he just, I, I don't know, you know, it's, 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 it's very weird. Cause like, also if it was the first time the darkling spoke to him, if the darkling was somehow able to pick this like abused child out of a crowd and be like, this is the one, this is the guy I can manipulate. Cause that's exactly what he did, you know? I don't know. It makes me feel a little bit worse for Yuri. Just a little bit. Yeah, just, a little little bit. bit. just a smidge, a tad, a little tiny bit. There's one tiny space for a Yuri related feel in my heart, and it has officially been opened. I did not want it open. I was not ready to give it space, but it has been given a home now, and I guess this is who I am. <laughs> um, last, the, the the actual last thing in this book is Saint of the Book, and I, I just want to say uh, this art is one of the ones that I love. Also, I want this yeah. outfit. I want her coat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want her coat so much. Uh, if you have, if you do not have Lives of the Saints in physical copy, um, or if you, or if you do have it, like on, if you can, is the art can included like in full color? If you're reading it like on Kindle or whatever, I honestly. My Kindle, I have a Kindle that I haven't touched in about five years and it's like ye old, like black and white Kindle, like not even the paper mm -hmm. white one. So like you wouldn't see this art in there, but she's wearing this amazing sort of like pirate-esque coat over like a white gown. But uh, she, she, it, it's very, it's very much like Lee's story, you know? Like, can, we, can we also talk about like that last line? It, it says, erase my name. Indelible is a word for stories. Like, so That's a good pretty. line. So pretty. Like Lee, Lee's a great writer. And I think part of why I like her writing so much is that it's, just normally very good writing and then every now and then she just comes in with these like perfectly poetic bits and i'm like damn oh yeah i mean she's also really she has some she she had a several great quotes about like reading in previous books and this like she's got another one here um i remember only how i fell into books never to rise from their pages how i was never truly awake until i began to dream of other worlds um mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't remember what it was like to not be able to read when I was a child. I honestly don't. I, I, I started reading on my own when I was four. So um, I literally have zero memories of not being able to read. Uh, I remember reading books that were way too advanced for my age and maybe not understanding them totally. But yeah, I, I she she has I think we we had shared I had shared some on our the sagas and sass like social media as well, like some quotes from previous books, including King of Scars, about just her love like the love of books and reading and everything. Most of them I think mm -hmm. were from Nikolai and yeah, she's very, very good at that. So <laughs> um all right. That brings us to the end of Lies of the Saints. And you guys like so two weeks from now, we are going to be doing a quick little webcast recap of the event that Lee Bardugo is doing with Roman's Bookstore uh, in Pasadena, California. Um, so yeah, so that's that's March thirty first, and literally, or March yeah, March thirty first, right? So it's literally mm -hmm. the day before that is the day that Rule of Wolves comes out. So we all have mm -hmm. a week and a day to read. Rule of Wolves before our April, I think it's 7th, uh, Wednesday, April 7th webcast where mm -hmm. we're covering the entirety of that book because like no way in hell could we get like, mm -hmm. I know I'm going to be spoiled for it <laughs> if I'm not careful because none of the yeah. pages I follow are good about 
spoilers. So, um, gosh, so yeah, we're we're in the like home stretch hardcore of our Grishaverse uh, coverage, which is like kind of sad. It is. We've been doing this for so long. Yeah. <laughs> what is it going to be post Grishaverse? I mean, it's going to be dragons. This is what it's going to be. Yeah. I've already started we, reading. We know what it's going to be. Yeah, it's, it's going to be no, the Temerar right? series. I've already gotten one and a one and a third ways through books there. So, but yeah, so two weeks from now, will be just quick chat. I think about that. Mm -hmm. uh, well, hopefully, quick chat about that uh, get together, virtual get together with Lee Bardugo, and um, that's it. Any last thoughts before I close this out? No. No. All right. Well, yeah, I think we all like that. We all like it's like we liked this book because it's part of the Grishaverse, but we're we, you know, there's some it wasn't quite what we expected. Um, so if you're watching this or listening to it as a podcast, please definitely like, you know, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram at Sagas and Sass and just like let us know what you thought because like I'm I'm definitely interested to hear what other fans um felt about yeah. about Live of the Saints. Uh other than that, once again, I'm Tara along with Nick and Nami this time. Thank you again for joining Sagas and Sass and we will see you in 2 weeks. Thank you for listening to the Sagas and Sass podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Sagas and Sass.